We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're reacting to a trade, talking flex options and Leonard Fournette on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners at Rotoviz, and I am looking at a very happy Curtis Patrick right now. We're recording this on uh, Thursday night. I think that was that the first drive of the game, Curtis. I actually did not see, but you are following your brownies very closely right now. Oh my gosh, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster already. So like an hour before the game, Jay Glazer shoots out just not even an hour, like a half hour before the game drops that Baker Mayfield has a fractured humerus in addition to his torn labrum. So I I go into a tailspin emotionally realizing that watching tonight's game, it's so much more than just like trying not to to lose a key mid season home game uh, against a beatable opponent. Now I'm watching case Keenum thinking he could be the Brownies quarterback for the next, you know, four weeks or so. And he comes out just dealing Jarvis Landry's back. Jarvis Landry's one of my favorite players in the NFL, certainly my favorite Brownie. So it's great to see him on the first play of the game, rack up a big reception. Keenum deals one to Austin Hooper, waiver wire wonders, Dearness Johnson and Demetric uh, Felton punch at home. So yeah, we're off to a good start, man. I, I'm totally vibing. I got my Browns. Uh, I got my Browns new era tonight. I, I poured a uh, maker's mark cast strength, 111 proof for this pod. Dave. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's bring the heat. All right. We're going to do it. We're going to try to be pretty efficient tonight. And to start off with, we have a trade to review. Listener called in. This is pretty exciting. Curtis, a player in here that you talked about in a move earlier in the week. So let's take a listen and then we're going to break it down. Hey, Dave and Curtis. My name is Blake. I'm calling from the great state of Texas calling in with the dynasty trade I made this week. I traded away J.K. Dobbins and Justin Jefferson and received Christian McCaffrey and Keenan Allen. This occurred right before McCaffrey went on the IR. But now I'm a little little skeptical about the deal I made coming away Jefferson. Still hoping that CMC will bounce back for the future. My team is 1-5, so I'm not really uh, looking like I'm going to contend this year. 
but I just want to get some feedback. Thanks. All right. So the listener sent JK Dobbins and Justin Jefferson to receive Christian McCaffrey and Keenan Allen. As I said, this was before they were aware that McCaffrey was going on IR. What are your initial thoughts on that, Curtis? Oh, man, I, I didn't mind it at the beginning. Blake starts laying out this deal like, hey, especially in like an FFPC style league where you're not forced to start three wide receivers and it's a shallower type league. Christian McCaffrey still has just immense value. I mean, still the unquestioned overall, you know, dynasty player number one in a format like that. But the longer Blake went on giving me information about this trade, the less I liked it. Um, so, so Blake, the, the reason that I don't love this deal for you is, is in particular the fact that you dropped it. You're one in five. So you're you're one in five. You're you're already probably out of it for this year. If you were even, I mean, if you were three and three or something, and and you made the deal thinking, hey, this is the juice I need, little veteran juice here. Um, I don't mind it because, you know, even missing a couple more weeks from McCaffrey, when he gets hot, you should be able to make up some ground and points tiebreakers. And all you got to do is get into the playoffs as the final team. And you've got some hammers there. Um, but now you've got McCaffrey and Allen and what's probably a wasted year for you. Um, JK Dobbins is probably at an all time low of value, but as soon as he becomes eligible next year, he's going to get a boost. Um, so it's like in a vacuum, I'd probably grade this trade as fair and it would make sense for a team that's trying to compete with the extra contacts you gave us. I don't like the deal and I would recommend that you shop both of those players um, and try and, and continue to try to reshape your team. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I kind of I'm kind of on board uh, with you there because I don't think that this is a move that really pushes this team that far in the right direction. Um one of the key components of that being that at this point, Justin Jefferson, I think, carries a lot more value than Keenan Allen in Dynasty. And you're making the move from Dobbins to CMC, as you said, at the point where Dobbins is probably going to command the least value. And that's also kind of a murky situation with him heading into next year. So I can understand the desire to make the move for CMC, who's still in his, in, you know, rightfully one of the best players in the league. But for a team that's one in five already looking towards next year, uh, I think the recommendation to see if you can use the two players that you just received in a way that's going to carry your team moving forward into the next year stronger, that might make sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're on board. Uh, we're on the same page here, Dave. So Blake, just to go real specific, uh, but I think this will you know help other listeners too. What you want to do, wait for CMC to declare that he's coming back. So whatever week that he's going to be coming back, that's when you put them on the block. You're probably going to be deeper in the hole. I, I really hope that you own your own first round pick for next year. That'll be great uh, because it's actually good for you in this case that CMC is not going to be playing. Um, but as soon as CMC is declared to be coming back, that's the week that you, you shop them. Um, you, you probably shop them to the top eight teams in the league. Anyone who thinks that, you know, they can get one of those six playoff spots. That's where you're shopping. And then in Keenan Allen specifically, go in and look at the rosters of all the playoff eligible teams, see who needs that wide receiver help. Uh, you can move Allen. I mean, I would be fine for moving him for, you know, a, a future first. If it's a super flex league, if it's not a super flex league, you still might be able to get a one plus a two, especially if he's just posted a good week. 
Uh, some things to remember in your negotiations. Keenan Allen is on buy this week. Um, so he'll be extra, you know, he'll have that one extra week of value to anybody you're dealing to. Uh, so you could even specifically go in and look at those teams uh, that are maybe struggling in weeks, you know, eight through 10 with their buys because they're going to be able to use Allen every week. Yeah. And then just the final thing I'll add uh, to the point about trying to trade these guys. The good thing that you do have going for you, is these are both players with a lot of name recognition even uh you know oh, yeah. right now oh, yeah. so y- you should be you should be fine there to make that move all right it is bye week apocalypse for a lot of people i know that i have some teams where i have never had as few options to go to so i went into the gps matchup raider <laughs> looked at the weekly glsp <laughs> It's absolutely uh, brutal, though, Curtis. Is it, it not? It, it is, man. Before before you drop these GPS matchup raider names, among the players I'm starting this week in some of my deeper dynasty leagues, in particular, because those are the ones where it, it's really bad. Yep. Uh, because just so many players already rostered. I am starting Kyle Juicecheck uh, in a league. I am starting Tommy Tremble in a oh league. I'm gosh. even starting Pharaoh Cooper. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm start- Yes. yes. So yep. it's, it's bad, man. I, 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 uh, yeah. Hey, misery loves company, man. And, and we're, we're sharing a room. Yeah. So I, yeah, I actually have backup tight ends on some teams that I had to trot out this week because there's <laughs> really no other options. So oh, anyways, man. all right, well, yeah, let's get into these guys that you got for us. If listeners out there aren't in as deep of a league, I'm trying to identify guys that maybe they have on their bench. These are all bench guys that project nicely as fill-ins. GPS matchup Raider Darnell Mooney this week owns one of the best matchups. You also have Khalif Raymond and Sammy Watkins. The GLSP likes Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, and Corey Davis. So... If you are looking for other guys that can fill in, these are guys that might be rostered. This is a perfect opportunity this week to look at the options that you have on your roster. Check out the GPS matchup Raider. See if there's an exploitable matchup for those guys. You're going to want to try to find guys that have a matchup percentage above zero. That's when you're getting guys that are trending to the right range. And then in the weekly GLSP, you can get that historical sense of what the comparable players did when facing similar defenses. Did any of those names pop out to you though? in any of the research that you've done, Curtis is guys that you're feeling good about. Yeah. Of all those that you mentioned, um, I, I think, well, my dynasty mind goes to Darnell Mooney uh, because I still think it's there for him to potentially be the long-term wide receiver two in Chicago. I do. I am a believer in Justin Fields. I think he started, he's being forced into starting too early. I wish he had gotten a little bit more time. Um, but I do think he can be a good long-term QB there. And um, actually, uh, Bjorn Yang Vernet uh, on the site this week um, highlighted Darnell Mooney as being targeted once every 3.2 routes, Dave. That's wow. right on par with Devontae Adams and uh, Mike Williams. So he's being targeted like with the frequency of an alpha when he's running routes. The, the issue is, is that the Bears pace and lack of overall passing volume. So as that offense improves, if it, you know, if the uh, you know, if the rate um holds true, Mooney could end up, you know, getting a high-end wide receiver two or even wide receiver one type workload. 
uh, from a quarterback that that we think you know has some long term potential. So definitely like Mooney more so from a dynasty perspective, and he's also probably more likely to already be on your roster than a Khalif Raymond or Sammy Watkins. Um, less and, and redraft less likely to be out there and available. But if he is, uh, re- really gravitate towards him. And then I think of the GLSP plays. Um, you know, Corey Davis, they get, is it new England this week? Dave? Yes, it is new. England. Um, yeah. And, and until, until the matchup earlier this season, Corey Davis was a renowned Patriot killer. It was like the only team he could produce against, uh, for the first several years of his career. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that that matters anymore because that was all kind of in a Titans uniform, but, um, I do think that, you know, the jets are going to continue to have to pass. They're going to continue to trail in games. Uh, I think, you know, Damian Harris and, and company should be able to get up big on the Jets early. So, you know, I think Davis could have a, a solid game. Kirk, we talked about Arizona earlier this week. They're kind of spreading the ball around evenly. Um, it's a good offense. So, you know, there's going to be weeks where he can spike, but he's also difficult to project week to week. And Tim Patrick, I mean, he's been a solid fill-in player to date. Uh, but I think this Thursday night game that we're watching right now might be the last game that we don't have. Uh, Jerry Judy also uh, out there on the field for the Broncos. So with Sutton, Judy and Fant all out there together, uh, I think it's a, a little bit more difficult for Patrick to continue get, to get the work. So in summary, that GPS trio, give me Mooney, the GLSP trio, give me Davis. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that's actually really funny. When I was pulling this together. I forgot about that in the case of Patrick. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. My Tim Patrick recommendation, not so much, uh, not so much winning. Maybe retroactively. All right. Let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Um, I wanted to take a couple minutes here to just focus in on a specific player. One of the more intriguing guys from a dynasty perspective as we move into next season, I think is going to be Leonard Fournette, a player that's currently 26, is going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, is coming off a 30 plus point performance against Philadelphia, has been seeing a lot of usage in Tampa Bay. He ranks sixth right now among running backs in opportunities, 10th in expected points per game ranked 16th in PPR per game and has just been getting so much of the work in Tampa Bay's backfield with an average of 16.2 expected points per week. You have Gio Bernard at 6.3, Ronald Jones at 4.2. 
In terms of the rushing market share, you have Fournette at 58%, Jones at just 23%. Targets, you have Fournette at an 11% target share. Geo is at 8%, Jones is at 2 And I think that going through those numbers here, Curtis, is relevant because Fournette looks to me like a player that should continue to get pretty decent usage across the rest of this year. So if you were a dynasty manager, right, he's a guy that could help your team in this year. But what do we do now with somebody like this who left their initial team, is going to spend two years uh, playing and getting a lot of run for a, a contender managing to put to, to get the good numbers. But now there's uncertainty over what happens to him next year. You got to assume that another team is going to be interested in him after this season closes. How do we think about this from a dynasty perspective? Is he the type of guy we want to go after now? When do you make a move on a guy like Fournette? Yeah, a lot, there's a lot there. Um, I, th- I think before I even break this down, I, I would probably say the I think the most likely thing that happens is if Fournette continues to play this way is that he just ends up back in Tampa. Yep. I think, uh, you know, if it, this, this, you know, he had the the famous playoff run last year in, in route to the Super Bowl title. Uh, Brady is already committed to playing in 2022. I, I think the team will make every effort to, to make as, as few changes as possible other than, you know, making sure that they're going to have to do something to fortify the defense uh, for next year to improve their chances. And, and you're always going to want to look at that offensive line when you're protecting, you know, a quarterback in his mid forties. Um, but I think the skill players and the timing and the rhythm and the trust, all of that stuff, you know, those are things that, that Brady is not going to, he's not going to want to see the changes there. Um, so if Fournette enjoys the Super Bowl titles, you know, the chance to, to be a major contributor on, you know, a team that's going on a historic run, he'll end up back there. Uh, p- potentially on the cheap. Now, if if Ronald Jones ekes his way back into the picture, um, or you know Fournette has some some fumbling problems or some drops, and you know this type of production doesn't continue, I could see the team moving on and and you know probably in misguided fashion investing an earlier pick in a running back, kind of like what we saw the Chiefs do last year. Uh, they'd be in a position to make a luxury pick. So if if you know Fournette goes elsewhere. You know, I I don't really like it. I mean, he hit the nuts in terms of finding his way to Tampa on a team that has lots of positive game scripts, tons of opportunity to score touchdowns and a quarterback that's willing to check it down as long as you're in the right place at the right time. I, I mean, almost anywhere that he would go would be a worse situation. So I... I if you target him, you're not targeting him for the value you'd get past this year. Yep. He really only makes sense as a guy to go target because you think maybe you can get him cheaper than the than what his production should cost, uh, just because of his kind of um, I, I don't know I guess his blemished past at this point. You know he's not he's not a bulletproof he's not a bulletproof asset anymore. Um, so I, I don't mind you know if you're a middling team need that needs the the running back production, or if you think hey he could be a flex hammer for me. My team's already strong, and you know I like the idea of of putting another guy in there that can score twenty to thirty in any given week. Sure, go get him. If you want to spend a, even a late first on him, um, especially like in a non-super flex situation, I'd be okay with it because he's shown he can produce like this. But I don't like the idea of saying he's he's like a long-term solution. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, where I was in my mind when I was kind of thinking about this 
Because as you said, he's in the best situation that he could be. Sure, it's possible that he returns back into it. But I think that also you're not going to see Leonard Fournette really be like a top tier type of running back. And as a result of that, as you look forward, you kind of have to be careful with how you evaluate him. Like you said, he's not necessarily going to be a long-term answer. Um, So yeah, probably more so a play for this year. Um, Can I throw an unscripted question at you here on another, on a dynasty trade that I just got offered? Uh, This might be fun. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's do it, man. All right. So I am in a league that I've been in for a while. And right now, let me just see the team that's trading with me so we can kind of get in their head. I am sitting at five and one. The team trying to trade with me is at one and five. So that's the dynamic of these two teams. At running back, Curtis, I have only four running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Gaskin, JD McKissick, and David Johnson. And this is the trade that I was offered. I was offered a uh, Daryl Williams and Ricky Seals Jones for my 2022nd first and my 2022nd fourth. What do you think of that offer? Come on. (laughs) Come on. I I thought you were going to come at me with like an actual fun trade to break down. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's garbage. Um, Look, hey, Dar- so Daryl, okay, obviously this guy's trying, to, good for him or her, trying to sell high on Daryl's, you know, multi-touchdown week. Yep. Um, range of possible outcomes, Daryl Williams slays the rest of the year. Sure, there's a non-zero chance that he gets tons of carries from inside the five and does all the things that we had always hoped that Clyde edwards Lair has done. Um, even if he does those things, I think Daryl Williams is just a guy and it could, you know, it could vanish uh, like a vapor at any time. So um, I wouldn't even really now, if this is, is it super flex or not? Not super flex. Okay. Do you need tight end help? Like why did, why did he include or she include Ricky Seals Jones? Yeah, that's, that's a curious one because I have Dawson Knox, Jared Cook and Albert O. And then I just added Mo Ellie Cox to okay. fill in for the week. So, yeah, I mean, you don't really have, yeah, I mean, you you have a cast of characters that you feel comfortable rotating through. Yep. But Dawson Knox broken hand. Like I'm just trying to put myself in the yep. mind of the other uh, uh, the other manager. Okay, it makes. I mean, the value is way off, but I understand at least why they opened a trade offer yep. like this with you. Yep. Now, okay, so you need running back, you need tight end. So I mean, you should at least have a conversation. Yeah. Um. So, you know, because Gaskin, uh, you can't depend on Gaskin and McKissick, uh, if Gibson is out in particular, I don't think you need to make a trade and McKissick should, you know, be slamming, uh, while Gibson's out, but even with him out, uh, even with him out there, uh, McKissick has been pretty darn good the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, so you're not in a, like the Daryl Williams perceived upgrade just really isn't there. I, I think that you're still okay. Uh, with McKissick for a week or two while you feel this out. And Taylor has a very late buy, week 14 buy. So it's not like you have, you're five and one, you can afford a loss. I'm just thinking of all the different ways to cut this up and be friendly. Yep. Um, I think you could go back to the other manager. And if you are so inclined and you really believe that Ricky Seals Jones is going to be a six target a week player moving forward, and that makes a difference in your, in your roster and you like having the depth at running back, if you want to offer... Uh, a second for the pair of players 
Um, if it's non-superflex, I think I could maybe get behind that. But this first and third nonsense is, you know, <laughs> or fourth or whatever. First I mean, it's, you're just, you're, yeah, you're, you're very, you're very far off. Um, very, very far off there. Yes. All right. Well, I appreciate you adding the context of the type of way to rebut this, because I think that that's probably something useful for people out there to hear. Um, the other thing too yep. is, so, so the, the, there's the two ways to play it is get the, get the players that were offered to you cheaper. Um, but you don't know, you don't know the primary objective of, of the person making the offer is the objective to sell those two players that probably don't have lasting value could be, or the objective could be to get your first round pick. Yep. Um, so, so you could, you could, you could make actually two counter offers, one to try to buy those players cheaper. If you're interested in the players, the other offer that you make is let them have the first and the fourth, but make, you know, make a counter that, you know, suits your needs more, um, you know, pa- package, uh, package McKissick in the first or, you know, one of your depth wide receivers in the first and try to get an upgrade somewhere else to strengthen your starting lineup instead of strengthening your flex rotation. Yeah, for sure. So I'm seeing that they have Justin Jefferson on their roster. So that's what I'm going to be uh, thinking through once we once we finish recording. All right. All right. Godspeed, man. Appreciate it. All right, Curtis, it's a Friday for everybody listening. Leave us with something. Man, I, like I actually am. I actually do feel on the spot um, this time. I will. I will say it's kind of just um, it enjoy. Maybe it just enjoy the, the season um, here in Ohio. It's it's 54 degrees tonight. I've got that crisp in the air. The leaves are turning. It's a beautiful time of year, Dave. It's a beautiful time of year. We're in the middle of the NFL season. We've got good football on. To, we've got good football on last night as the time you're listening to this. Uh, a storied rivalry of the Browns and the, and the, and the Broncos. We're going to get a lot more football. We're going to get a lot of great fall weather. I busted out the bourbon tonight for the first time this season. I mean, it, we're, we're settling in, man. We're just, we're really settling in and, and we're in it. So I hope that you love this time of year as much as I do. Uh, and, and if you don't, I would maybe use this opportunity to reevaluate your, uh, your personal value systems because because <laughs> fall is as good as it gets man fall yeah. is as good as it gets I, I can definitely agree with that in new england uh we have a terrific fall so easily my favorite season and on that note we will see you next week thank you for listening to the rotoviz fantasy football show send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 